And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord doth require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, God knows everything that has happened, that is happening, and that will happen. Could you imagine if the Lord spoke to you and said, okie dokie, your relatives are going to be stuck in slavery for 400 years. You might think to yourself, why is this going to happen? But then the Lord explains to you, this will lead to the first nation in the world being my own people. So why doesn't God just snap his fingers and make it perfect? The same reason he didn't annihilate Adam and Eve. Ooh, very tough. Next, the covenant of circumcision? Why couldn't it be something simple like unique hats? Because sex drives people. And God is communicating that before a person lives for sex, they need to nip it in the bud. Get it? Circumcision makes it an unchangeable pledge to be God's property. And finally, Stephen takes the gospel back to Abraham as this super quick narrative of 14 chapters in Genesis is summed up in eight verses. Joseph then becomes the focus. All the injustices that were done to this guy are infuriating. And of the injustices, they're all a part of God's bigger plan. But in reality, his oppressions were coordinated to prove that God was with Joseph. What? In each phase of his life, he shows he's with him, just like God is with us. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Kind of. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David at hemustincrease.org. Let me check. Hold on. Yep, it's working. Uh, you can also text us at 214-210-8483. You can't call that number. I can't answer it. 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. And then you can call us live at 972-445-0770. You have to call us live because if it's taped, you couldn't be able to get you wouldn't be able to go through. You call 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Now, this is the highest compliment I could ever pay anybody ever. And talking to him is like eating a corned beef sandwich from the Stage Deli in New York. The best. And after you talk to him, you will be... 
How sad is it that all of my reference points have to do with food, and that's what I think is just the most awesome thing ever? What's wrong with I mean, me? Food's awesome. So thumbs, batteries, and food. Okay. The three essentials. The three essentials: thumbs, batteries, and food. Uh, here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, a question, a comment. Maybe you have something you want to share. Potentially, you have a praise report or a prayer request. We want you to have that opportunity to share that. It's not a kvetch fest. It's not a place to call and go, nope, nope, nope. There's plenty of places to do that. We're just not that. And you can also answer Bible trivia. Here's your first Bible trivia question regarding Bathsheba. Who was Bathsheba married to? When David did what he should not have done. Who was Bathsheba married to? Who was that? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. As soon as I can find the phone number. Oh, yeah. You can call us at 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Who or to whom? Was Bathsheba married to before all the, you know, bad stuff happened there? Uh, while you guys are checking that out, while we're getting ready to get into our teaching, I want to give you an update on a few things, and we want to pray for Rob and Cindy. So Rob and Cindy, Rob is one of my best friends for years. How are you? 89. That's when we became friends. So that's a long time, right? So 11 years and 22 years, 33 years. It's a long time. And uh, Cindy went uh, to she, she found out yesterday. They went today for a colonoscopy to, to see if she had colon cancer or not. They went through the colonoscopy. They're not sure it's going to be another seven days, which is like that's, I think, the worst because you don't know what you're dealing with and it kind of just hang in the air. But these are very, 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 very dear friends of mine. So I just want the audience to join their faith with me and pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Rob and Cindy to you. These are wonderful servants of yours, just a great guy and a great gal. They just love you. And we just pray that you would bring peace into their household. There must be so much of an uncertainty that is uh, moving about in their lives. And we just ask you to bring a settlement of peace, that the peace that passes all understanding could keep their hearts and their minds strong in you. And that by the comfort that you bring, God, because you are a God of comfort, they would wait with patience but trust you for the best of things and believe that you are with them in this process. Please, please bring your graciousness into their lives. We lift them up before you and pray you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay? All right. So those are really important people to me, so please keep them in prayer. Additionally, pray for me in school that I, uh, I'm i trying really hard not to blow a cork. <laughs> Is that a nice way to say it? So just to give you an idea of my past, and I'm, I'm confessing this to you, so don't get, you know— I mean, I've, I've actually written, and then I've actually talked to a dean of, a, of an entire division, and I actually said this to him. I know it's wrong. I said, well, I don't know how you guys do it in the academic world. I said, but in the real world, this is how we do it. I actually said that. Isn't that terrible? Did that sway him in your favor? Well, it did him because I was talking about <laughs> the teacher. That, uh, it was just a long, epic kind of thing. Anyway, the point is I have issues there that I'm still working on. I'm confessing it. My wife is proud of me every time I don't go, <laughs> you know, and then. Lose it. It's <laughs> kind of a nice way to put it. All right. So somebody is calling in on the trivia question. I think if they are, we will uh, do our best to 
Uh, give them that space. No, not yet. Okay. Well, but if they wanted to get us a pizza, they could have. Uh, trivia question. Who, in fact, who to whom was Bathsheba married? What was that dude's name? If you think you know, reach out to us. Call 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Uh, let's go ahead and do our famous intro, although now we do have somebody calling in, so we might wait on the intro because we want them to have a chance to answer trivia. I mean, it's fun It's fun to teach you guys, but it's more fun to hear how everybody's doing, just in case you're wondering how I feel about it. Uh, ready to answer the trivia? All right, here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hello, David Spoon. This is Paul Bolt. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Now, I'll tell you what, I'm beyond blessed. I'm just living the dream. I love that you live the dream. I love it. I, I love that you live the dream. And I love that you share that with everybody. That's such a great thing to hear, that there are times where things are hard. But you know what? We are so blessed. We're living forever with God, dancing on streets of gold. I mean, that's just too much. to. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, God gave you a planet to live on. Yeah. I love this guy. <laughs> I mean, who does that? I mean, that that's just <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. It's so good. All right, my brother, here we go. To whom was right. to whom was Bathsheba married? Who did she who was she married I'm to? I'm pretty sure his name was Uriah. That is correct, sir. Yeah, Uriah right. the Hittite. Yeah, what I understand, yeah, what I understand Uriah was a pretty tough guy. He was not only he was a he was a tough guy. He's one of the elite soldiers, and he would not he would not, which is amazing. He would even even though David tried to get him drunk and get him to go sleep with him, he would not even leave the porch of 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 where they were of their fighting room because he would refuse to, to enjoy any kind of pleasures while the men and the women of God who were fighting and doing the things they were doing while they were at war, he would not partake of comforts. Any different than they did. No. That's a stand-up guy. Now that is a role model. Yep, exactly. And then David had him executed, which is like, that is so bad. It's like, right. he is, it wasn't even that it was a bad guy. This guy was a great guy, and he had him executed. So All that right. was brutal. Hey, David, if you got a second, I've got sure. a couple of testimonies. Sure. Um, one is, I, I, I've been doing online classes for Cross for the Nations International, and my first class, I passed it with a B+. Plus. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Good job. Yeah, just and I just started my second class. I'm on. I did the first one today. Um, I'll do. There's eight more of them to do. Um, but so I'm doing good on that. But the biggest testimony is is that my older brother and my younger brother both are still clean, no alcohol, no drugs. They are doing really, really well. And my my brother from another mother, the guy I've known for gosh, 40 years plus. Um, he's still alcohol free and he's just telling everybody how God delivered him. So God is just moving in all kinds of ways. That is fantastic. Those are great, great testimonies. And they encourage people. This is one of the important things. They encourage people who wonder, well, can I get free from this or can anything change? Or it's been this way for so many years and now God's going to change it. Yes, God does amazing Absolutely. things. I mean, it only takes a moment for a miracle. And that's what you got. That's you get all that it testimony. takes, man. That's right. Excellent testimony, brother. Excellent job. All right, job. Dr. Spoon. Are you Dr. Spoon now? No, I got another three and a half months, and my wife will not all let right, me. I'll keep, I'll keep, yeah, she won't let me say it yet. 
<laughs> I gotta be I gotta be patient and less prideful, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Spoon, it was good visiting with you and um Lord bless you and I'll be listening to the rest of the program today. You you got it. God bless, brother. All right, bye. Bye bye. All right. What a great phone call. See, this is one of the things we do we do have just the coolest audience. I mean, you guys are you're totally, totally cool. All right, here we go. Uh, we can take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. AAM Radio Show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org That is great! You see, now that, you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up. Right? See how I can. That one was really good. Okay. Uh... Oh, relax. Uh, history. Let's do history real quickly. Let's go All right. Uh, I don't know how to do this one. You know how yesterday we didn't have the best one? Right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, well, that's oh, fine. I love batteries. You love batteries? I mean, They're so great. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which oh, ones? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. I just don't know. And then also, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Thumb Appreciation Day. I love having thumbs. <laughs> 
what do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I don't know how you don't like that play. That's so funny. I love batteries. I love thumbs. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's your next trivia question. Elijah on Mount Carmel. Remember that? Who opposed Elijah on Mount Carmel? Carmel. Fine. I mean, really? Does that matter? Seriously? Oh, that's not the way to say it. I'm sorry. Who opposed Elijah on Mount Carmel? Who was that? Uh, if you think you know the answer to that, reach out to us. Uh, you do that by uh, calling 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at org. The reason that we do Bible trivia is straightforward. I think it's pretty straightforward. We want the Bible to be at the forefront of your mind. Most people think, oh, the Bible, it's so, it's so hard to read. It's like, why do you think the enemy makes it hard to read? How come it's easy to read anything? You could read anything else, but boy, when it comes to the Bible, doesn't that tell you something? That should speak volumes by itself, right? All right, now I do have a long but good joke. Ready? And then after this, if somebody doesn't call it, we got to get to the teaching because we do have to do that. All right, ready? Here we go. This is a lot. So you got to wait. The last line's the key. Okay. Right? All right. A rich man goes to his minister and says, I want you and your wife to take a three-month trip to the Holy Land at my expense. When you come back, I'll have a surprise for you. The minister accepted the offer, and he and his wife set off for the Middle East. Three months later, they return, and they're met by the wealthy parishioner. He shows them a new church he has built for them while they were gone. It's the finest building money can buy, Reverend, the man said. I spared no expense. And he's right. It's a magnificent building outside and in, but there's one striking difference. There's only one pew, and it's at the very back. A church with only one pew, asked the minister. You just wait until Sunday, the rich man said. When the time comes for Sunday service, the early arrivals enter the church, file under the one pew, and sit down. When the pew is full, a switch clicks silently, and the circuit closes, the gears mesh, the bolts move, and automatically the rear pew begins to move forward. When it reaches the front of the church, it comes to a stop. At the same time, another empty pew comes up. For, for below, at the back, and more people sit down, and so it continues, and so it continues. The pews are filling up, moving forward, and finally the church is full from front to back. Wonderful, says the minister. Marvelous. The service begins, and the minister starts to preach his sermon. He launches into his text. When 12 o'clock comes around, he's still going strong with no end in sight. Suddenly, a bell rings, and a trap door in the floor behind the pulpit drops open, and the minister falls through. Wonderful, says the congregation. Marvelous. <laughs> Come on. That's great. 12 o'clock time, okay, trap door, preacher gone, let's go. <laughs> Lunchtime. <laughs> I see, I love stuff like that. Am I weird or what? Okay. Uh, Who opposed Elijah on Mount Carmel? 
Uh, if you know the answer, 972-445-0770 is the number to call, 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Let's do our expository teaching sound. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! All right, Acts chapter 7, and we are in the, let's see, we're in verse 6 on Acts chapter 7. It says this, But God also told him, referring to Abraham, that his descendants would live in a foreign country where they would be mistreated as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish that nation that enslaves them, God told him, and in the end they will all come out and worship me in this place. When you read that text, if you are just as honest as, uh, if you're honest, you can just go, wait, 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 wait. Abraham, he gets these promises that they're getting all this territory. Fantastic. Though the scripture just above it says God gave him no inheritance, not even a square foot of land, but he promised it. However, eventually the whole country would belong to Abraham and his descendants. So he's like, okay, so God's promising land. Abraham's not really going to get the land. More the descendants are going to get it, even though he gets to get a, a view of it. But ultimately what God says to him is this. Okay, now, for 400 years, your descendants are going to be slaves, and they're going to be mistreated. In fact, it's going to be ugly. Now, you're Abraham, and you're hearing this, and you're like, like wait a second. <laughs> Please, wait, you promised me a kid. That's awesome, because uh, I really, I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's miraculous. But now you're telling me that my offspring, they're going to be slaves for 400 years. I'm trying to figure out the good deal in this. <laughs> She's probably thinking, what? But here's what we fail to see. This is what Christians don't see in their own lives that God is doing while he's working in our lives. We only hear that part. There's 400 years. What? What? But the part that it ended on is, in the end, they will come out and worship me in this place. It might have required, for whatever purposes the universal law of God has determined to be, that they go through a 400-year period to be established as a nation. But these are the first people on planet Earth that will have their name known as the people of God, the nation of God, the people that hold the covenant, the special, the anointed, the chosen— and no matter what that process is to get there, who cares? Are you kidding? You're going to be forever known as the people of God? Wow. But what we focus on is, now wait, wait, back up. <laughs> back up to that other part right there. And this is what Christians do. We're going through the trials. We go through tough stuff. And the Lord is changing us into the image of Jesus, glory by glory. And we're like, well, this hurt. And this was owie. And I don't like this. And wah, wah, and blah, blah, blah. And wah, 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 wah. And in the meantime, God is establishing us as the people of God that the entire universe, of which you and I know nothing of, the entire universe will find out we're his offspring. You say, well, there's not really uh, more in the universe, really. So when it talks about an Ephesian spirituality's powers and, and, and authorities in high places, you think that's talking about people on earth when it talks about it, that they're in the heavenly realms? I don't think so either. Well, who are they? I don't know. But what I do know is when we get there, I'm one of God's kids. I think that's a good place to be. <laughs> I think that's like, hey, my dad owns everything. Back up. 
I want a root beer, and I want it free. No, I'm kidding. But the idea behind that is to understand that God, for whatever reason, he allows you to go through that process. Well, the children of Israel went through 400 years, but guess what? They would become a light to the world. Now, did they hold that covenant faithfully? No. But that's why we have a new covenant. That's a whole separate thing, right? But God blessed them by putting his name upon them. And even in the New Testament, you know, they are still considered and declared the chosen people of God along with the Christians. Actually, if you get into Ephesians, you find out that the Jews, the Jews and the Gentiles under Christ become one. But that's not that's neither here nor there either. What I want you to understand is that they were going to go through a quite a bit of a trial, quite a bit of a suffering. And that doesn't mean every second was suffering, but it does mean they were going through the mill. And at the other end of that was the glory to be the people of God. You you and I, you know, we just had a testimony about how blessed we are, how lucky we are. God even made a plan for us. You and I are, we're blessed. There are people who walk around this planet that are so arrogant, they think they're entitled to everything and anything. You are entitled to nothing. God grants you your first breath to your last breath. That's a gift. You didn't earn it. And in that capacity, he calls you his kids. Come on. And then we sit there and we complain. We just talked about yesterday how that uh, our light and momentary affliction produces for us or far outweighs the glory that's going to be revealed. Hey, what you're going through now? Nothing compared to what's coming. You, you can't compare a quarter of an inch to 60 billion miles. You just can't do it. That's what the Lord's saying. Okay, all right. We get to the trivia. Boy, I love that. Get to the trivia, uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel. Who opposed Elijah on the mountain? The prophets of Baal. The prophets of Baal is primary. There's a secondary answer, too, but that's the primary answer we were looking for. They opposed him. That, that didn't go that great for them. Okay. All right. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen. 
to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you, it must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. And it will give life and impart life to you through God's spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. People are like, well, that's that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will And if you don't, you won't hear them. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I was just mentioning to Captain Chris, whenever you have harder trivia questions, it's just, it's just inevitable. It's like if they're, if they're too he just mentioned, if they're too easy, they don't call. If they're too hard, they don't call. Finding that sweet spot is tough. This will not be easy. So I'm not expecting a whole bunch here, but here it is. Ready? Okay. Uh, when Elijah was on the on Mount Carmel and he was having that battle with the prophets of Baal, for those of you who have never read that, you should know that. You need to read that. You need to read your Old Testament. The true God was the one who answered by what element? The true God was the one who answered by what element? That's the trivia question. In other words, it was either going to be the Lord God Almighty or the or Baal, and they were going to answer how. That, that, the true God would answer how. That's the question. All right, now you got people responding. 972-445-0770 if you want to call in. 214-210-8483. And then also David at he must increase.org. I'm going to send you to the website. Before I do, just a couple things to mention to you before we send you that direction. 
Please don't forget on the website, there's the podcast. They're there for you to utilize. There's the gift, okay? There's a gift on there, free gift. You'll see something that says brochures in process. Just ignore that for right now. Thank you, because until I get it fixed, I really don't want to talk about it. Thanks a lot. And then prayer and praise reports uh, can go up there as well as your opportunity to give. We make that pretty simple. So if you don't like PayPal or don't want to use their account, you can still use your credit card, the same system. That It's easy to do it. And then if you want to send you know, a check into the station, the address is on there as well. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Yeah, I still like that one. <laughs> it's such a good, still so good. All right, uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. Will Rogers. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm good. I hope you're better on such a fabulous day today. You know, I love when you say that. I'm good. I hope you're better. That's so nice. It's such a nice thing to say to people. I appreciate that very much. And by the way, I am doing really good. But <laughs> just to let you know. All right. Ready? This is a good trivia question. I'm surprised we yes, get sir. a lot of calls. Here we go. The true God on the on the battle on Mount Carmel between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, the true God would answer how? Uh, he answered the uh, same place the wise men came from, afar. Okay. But, oh, that's so good. That was a good one right there. <laughs> took me one sec, Will, and then I had to think, wait, a fire, a fire. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Very good, sir. My hat's off to you. I don't wear a hat, but my hat's off to you. Nice one. Excellent okay. job. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day, sir. All right. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> oh, that was so good. The same as the wise men came from afar. <laughs> oh. I love our people. All right, uh, play uh, history. All right, speaking of fires, today is Bunsen Burner Day. Hey, see, there you go, right there, right there. Could make it. Uh, Today is, I got to be very careful here. It's National Crayon Day. It's good. I like crayons. If you don't like crayons, there's something. What's wrong with you? How do you not like crayons? Crayons are good. Yeah, crayons are good. Uh, National She's Funny That Way Day. I don't know. That's not something I would say to my wife and think I would uh, maintain my recovery on my leg. So I just don't see that happening ever. And then it's National Tater Day. Now, the only thing I can't figure out is if that has anything to do with tater, as in, you know, like the comedian guy. Hey, they found him. It's Tater. That's Kid Tater. You never heard that? All right, I'll just skip that. Some people know what I'm talking about. 1889, the Eiffel Tower is inaugurated. Okay. 1918, daylight savings uh, time goes into effect in the U.S. for the first time. So now my understanding is they've just passed a bill that they're going to get rid of daylight savings. They're not going to change anymore or something's going to happen. Is that What's going on with that? I think it passed in the Senate, but it's not going anywhere else. It's not going anywhere? Okay. So that'll co- – and, you know, the only reason they, they even uh, – you know, like in Arizona when I lived there, the reason that we didn't uh, change the clocks forward or backwards is because we didn't always know how. So, you know, that was uh, why I moved out of Arizona. 1943 on this date, Oklahoma, the Rodgers and Hamstein musical, opened in New York, Oklahoma. Oh, oh. 
Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Uh, that was a great one. Uh, 1984, just to make everybody jealous, which was a bad idea. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous came, debuted. And then uh, 1992, the television news program Dateline NBC premieres. 1992, in the next episode, they lied in all their coverage. <laughs> Remember, they blew up a car and then said the car blew up on impact, but they blew it up. It's like, that's nice. <laughs> the car blew up, didn't it? Yes. It was a fact that the car blew up. <laughs> Just going to move on from that. Just like. This will blow. You know that reminds me of that movie where the Pinto got touched. But the one time that goes. Anyway, the movie escapes me. That was funny. All right, let's go back to this. This is a. This is one of the hardest portions of scripture. I don't care what anybody says. This is hard. This is difficult. Okay, so after God tells Abraham all that stuff, here's the next thing God says in verse eight on chapter seven of Acts. God also gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. At that time. And so Isaac, Abraham's son, was circumcised when he was eight days old. That's where the tradition comes for everybody to be circumcised eight days. That's where it started. Uh, Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob was the father of the 12 patriarchs of the Jewish nation. So lest people forget, Jacob is actually the father of the father of the 12 tribes, okay? He was the father of the 12 patriarchs. Jacob technically also was had his name changed to Israel. It's his sons that are the 12 tribes. So when they say, who's the father? In fact, Abraham would be the grandfather, of Israel might be a, a, a more accurate way to say it, but you got to talk about circumcision because it's a reality check. And the, and the reality check is why would God do that? Why wouldn't they? Why couldn't they just get a mark? Why couldn't they just get this, that, whatever? Well, back then, even more so than now, although it seems like it goes in ebbs and flows, sex becomes the driving force of many societies. Our society is not that different. Madison Avenue, you know, I mean, and I've told this story before and I'll tell it again. I'm walking West High, junior high school, walking down the the, uh, hallway, going to my next class. There's a poster on on the left side. There was glass around the library. That's how they had it. It was a nice junior high. I remember just tried to say that before. And the, the poster said, sex. You turn your head and it goes, now that I have your attention, please vote for. And then it was a person running for office. And you think, oh, that's cute. Yeah, but it works. That's the problem. And sex drives people, and it drives people so much, it's one of the three reasons why relationships don't last. Communication, sex, and money. Those are the three top. They've always been the three top. They'll always be the three top. Nothing nothing changes in that realm. Well, one of the first things the Lord says is, you know, he's not opposed to people engaging and being intimate. He created it. But when something that God gives us becomes the obsession, then there's a problem. When something that God grants us masters us and it's not God— that's the issue. And we've talked about that before in the drinking process, in any process. The bottom line is when too much flesh gets involved, it messes things up. Now, between a husband and a wife, you know, people are like, well, can a husband and wife do whatever they want? It's a husband and wife. The marriage bed is undefilable. Well, I don't care. If you guys like to swing from chandeliers, fantastic. Who cares? But what God is trying to communicate is keep the keep a control, keep it keep it in the proper place, keep it under the 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 wisdom that it is established in. And you think, but 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 you know, couldn't have the Lord have done anything else? I got I got a message for you. It's impossible not to identify the people of God when you consider what God did. 
He made them make a commitment that was unchangeable, a pledge that says, I am forever yours. And you think, but, but, and it's like, but, but nothing. People, we can't let, and, and now sex has become so perverted in our nation that now they, you can't even identify, forget the act of sex. You can't even say this person's male, this person's female. So far as to say that venues of entertainment are not supposed to say ladies and gentlemen anymore. How stupid is that? It's not. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's like, what is wrong with you people? Right? But they've so perverted so many things, and now it's getting down to the base where they're perverting creation itself, which they've been doing since they've been murdering 60 million babies in the last 100 years. The bottom line is God said, get a handle on that. You are not, that is not going to control your life. If that controls your life, you know what you do? You come before the Lord and you say, it's got too much control. And that's not going to, he's not asking, unless he asks you or tells you to be a eunuch, that's different. But the, but, which, a whole separate conversation. But the bottom line is, if you're having problems in that area, if you're single, if you're married, if you're having problems because you're straying in your mind, if you're having problems because things are really, you know, hard or difficult for you in the sense of you, you, you feel like there's way too much tension, ask God to help you. And if you don't feel like you can talk to your spouse about it, you don't feel like you can talk to people, find people you can talk to. Find confidential people to pray with you. But don't deny it. Don't be, you know, distant from it, but don't let it master you because that's not okay. All right? He's not saying, God's not saying don't enjoy intimacy. He's saying don't let intimacy rule your life and take over for, from whom I am. It's like, well, that's fair. I think that's right. All right, folks, you're, take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. What is the David Spoon experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. Hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'll knock your brains out of your head, Annie. I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible Baloney Detown has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture, there's so many contradictions. Like, what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If you're against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now, watch what I'm going to I'm going to show you. There are two. Okay, watch. Somewhere between one and three. There are two. Okay, here you go. One more time. There are two kingdoms. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind though when I say this. There is the kingdom of God. Right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. 
There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men. You know, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones. Okay? or And they're all just wrapped up in the one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that is advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times, and that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus, and I don't want to have – I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question for the day. What is the name of the child that was prayed for and given to the temple of the Lord to help Eli the priest? Ooh, difficult yet hard at the same time, right? Okay. Uh, If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. is the text number. And then the website or the email website, david at hemustincrease.org. I got to switch these because I got the website over the email. And then sometimes I read the email after I read the website, it's just confusing. Anyway, all right, so 972-445-0770 to call in, 214-210-8483. What was the name of the young lad who was asked for, prayed for, and then given back to the Lord at the temple? Just leave it there. Asked for. This is Old Testament. So for those people who are thinking, I'm trying to think, it's Old Testament. Old, old. Not old, but old is in not new. Okay, somebody is calling in, so if you think you know, you are welcome to uh, text in while you still have an opportunity. In the meantime, I think we'll have to go to them. Are they ready? Are they ready? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? I'm Larry. David, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Larry. How are things going for you? I'm doing just great. Just great. Awesome. So. Glad to hear that. All right, now this is an Old Testament. This person, this this person was prayed for, received, and then as a young child, given back to the temple to the Lord in an honorary uh, commitment to the Lord. 
What was the name of that person? That person's name was Samuel. That is correct, sir! It is Samuel! <laughs> now, if you if you really had a good time with it, we'd just call him Sammy. <laughs> because it's like, it's Sammy. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Sammy, that'll work. <laughs> Excellent job. Uh, well, well, David, I listen to you every day, man. I certainly enjoy you. Keep up the good work. We're praying for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you as well. God, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. And I like it that you guys are praying for it. I need more prayer than I could even. I wouldn't even tell you how much prayer. <laughs> I just need a lot of prayer. Just leave it there. All right. Uh, Acts chapter 7. Great call by Larry Bedwell. He's just like, that was great. Uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 9. Uh, the sons of Jacob were very jealous of their brother Joseph, and they sold him to be a slave in Egypt. But God was with him and delivered him from his anguish. And God gave him favor before a pharaoh, king of Egypt. I'm going to stop there because this is something that we've been talking about the entire show. And actually, we talked about it in the first half, which is technically the first third. But the idea behind this is to think about these in think about these things in broader terms than we do. In other words, when God called a king, right, and his name was Saul back in the day, he called Saul from one perspective. Saul was looking for donkeys. But from another perspective, the divine perspective, God was moving Saul to meet with Samuel so Samuel can anoint him king. So look at the difference in that. In Saul's mind, the donkeys are lost. Got to go for or they're animals. Some people say they're animals. Okay, fine. I'm using donkey because I like saying the word. So the donkeys are lost. We're trying to find animals. Go find animals. Some people say, well, he must. They must have lost him because he sent him. Maybe I don't know. Sure, great. One thing we know: there's a pet detective on one side, and yet there's calling of a king on the other side. This is the same thing, and we can spend hours and days on this point, but you you must understand, and I must understand, and I poorly do. The sons of Jacob were very jealous of their brother Joseph. They sold him to be a slave, but God was with him. First thing you say is, well, how God, how is God with him? They get sold the dude as a slave. How is he with him? And then he they delivered him from his anguish. God gave him favor before Pharaoh. So what we see is we see what Joseph went through, and we see the process, and we think, And what God sees is, I'm going to take one of the children of Israel and I'm going to make them so powerful an authority in Egypt that they will be able to save the nation. Now, again, one perspective is dudes, uh, his brothers don't like him. Okay. Which that's not new. (laughs) I mean, it's. It's, you know, not as often when they're older, but I'm just saying he wasn't older, so they didn't like him, right? He was favored. He got a special coat. You know, that's like the one kid out of five kids gets a car. Like, wait, what? Right? So there's anger and frustration there. They sell him, right? Originally, they were going to kill him, so they sell him, right? Then he gets purchased by Potiphar, who's a a guard, a, a powerful, authoritative figure, and Potiphar's wife is trying to hit on him. And this guy's like, don't, I'm, no, no, no. You know that no means no? Didn't mean no to her. So no, no, no. And then she falsely accuses him of trying to rape her. This guy's like going, well, I can't catch a break. <laughs> then he goes to jail. Wait, 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 wait. 
goes to jail. He meets the God gives him favor with the jailer. He meets the baker and the wine cup bearer, right? For Pharaoh, he interprets their dreams, right? What does the scripture say about the the cup bearer? He forgets about Joseph. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> guy interprets the dreams. He's gonna go great for him. He forgets about the guy. Then Pharaoh has the dream. Then the guy goes, oh, yeah, there's that guy in prison when you were mad at me. Oh, yeah, he did this great job of maturing. Every step of the way, Joseph is getting the short end of every stick. I mean, there's nothing going good for him, except none of this had to do with what Joseph was going through in the context of God wasn't punishing him. There wasn't a negativity there. God wasn't mad at him. He's like, we went through all those things. For a greater purpose, God directed Joseph's life. And not at one point did he did he have an abandonment from God. When he was Potiphar's servant, he was chief in the household, which he was a slave, so that's a pretty good move. When he was in prison, he was so trusted by the jailer, he was in charge of the prison. And it's just like, what happened? Where this guy goes? And then he meets Pharaoh, and all he does is tell Pharaoh the dream. Oh, this is a, this is what the Lord, this is the dream, da, da, da. And then Pharaoh's like, okay, you're the guy. You're going to help us. And he gets favor. So in every one of those circumstances that everything is the short end of the stick from the human point of view, from the divine point of view, God is sending him up in a completely different direction for a completely different reason. And you know how we have a lot of fun on the radio show, but then we do teaching. And there's some serious moments, and you get, we try and keep it a little more light because there's so much yuck. That's why we do it. I mean, people are like, well, I don't like that. I understand. That's why we tell you there's other shows. You know, we're encouraging that. But the idea behind it is we do the best we can. What if all of this had nothing to do with that? What if it had to do with some other purpose? Who would be surprised anymore? Wouldn't it just be like the Lord to go, well, I had to get him to Texas so he could do this and so he could do this so that when he's 79, he says this to this one person. Yeah. I don't even know why we would think. That doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't use people all the way across and bless me. I'm just saying, why would that even surprise us anymore? Why would it surprise you that you are where you are so that something that might yet happen ordered and orchestrated and set up and coordinated by divine appointment from God that something you will do one month from now, two months from now, one year, two years, five years from now is the main intent while you're having that relationship with the Lord. What if there's just one thing you'll do, one thing you'll say, one time you'll pray, one time you'll witness, one time that something happens where the Lord uses that and then bammo, something happens. Just think of that, of, of, of that in those terms. That's what Stephen's talking about. It's just like, but, but there is, you can't even say anything. It's like, wow. All that the Lord might be setting you through or allowing you to go. And some people say, well, what if I've already done that? Well, enjoy the fellowship, man. That's, that's my answer. Enjoy the enjoy the Lord. Enjoy one another. Enjoy what you're going to step into eternity with. And yet, the Lord seems to use us all multiple times in multiple ways in multiple moments. There's not one of you out there that hasn't said something or encouraged somebody in some way or communicated something in some way that just 
bless somebody else. And you kind of know it. You just don't want to say it because, as this one comedian said, nobody wants to say they're a hero at the moment. <laughs> it's so true. He goes, they all look to the left and <laughs> never say that they're a hero. It's, all, it's true. But God has used you. And will use you again. And who knows? Maybe your ultimate person hasn't even emerged yet. That's why you stay closely connected to the Lord. And so through all that stuff, the Bible says in that verse, listen to that verse in verse 9, but God was with him. Because when the Lord is with you, he's got a plan. He's doing something. Something's going to happen. It doesn't mean everything's perfect. When, there's, when the disciples were with Jesus in the boat, there was a storm that came. You couldn't get any more in the will of God than the disciples when Jesus said, let's go over to the other side. And they're on the boat with the Messiah, and a storm came. Guess what? Storms come even if you're in the perfect will of God. But there is purpose. And God's not done with you. He'll let you know when you're done. You'll hear a trumpet. Then you'll be done. Okay? All right. Isn't that great? I love that stuff. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll be back. More insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, each time you see you, just my freedom at the cost of the The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.